0: Hey listeners, take life for granted and pinch it off already, because today we're discussing Rick and Morty Season 3, Episode 8, Morty's Mindblowers. Before we begin, I just want to warn you that there may be spoilers for any episode up to and including this one. Expecting a joke here, well I got nothing. And with that, let's get started. I'm Joe Nemitz. I'm Toby Byrne. And I'm Brandon Gale. If Toby seems a little out of it today, it's because he got spit-roasted yesterday. He claims for medical purposes, but he also was crying when he said that and sitting in the fetal position, so I don't know. I drove him there. It was some back alley thing. They didn't have any medical devices. They just had a camcorder with a piece of PVC piping and I don't know. It seemed fishy to me, but I don't know medicine, so...
1: I did not give either of you permission to talk about this on the podcast. Also, I deny nothing.
0: <laughs> Back alley colonoscopy aside, what do you guys think of the episode?
1: Just as good
2: as Interdimensional
1: Cable.
0: I would say it's better. Well, it's... Actually, I wouldn't say it's better. I'd say it's different.
1: They're too different to compare, but this episode was either way amazing.
0: What was your guy's joke of the episode?
1: Probably the
2: slug coming out of his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you can do it, Morty. Uh, Do I have to keep encouraging him? Is there an intermission? I ordered the extra long
1: slug. God, there were so many good jokes this episode. It's difficult for me to choose one, but the squirrels secretly controlling the entire world political sphere and
0: economy was fucking hilarious. And Rick has a fucking squirrel EMP, like a squirrel amp. He just... How? He was clearly prepared for this eventuality.
1: Also, I love classic Rick how he doesn't even mention to Morty that shit can get hairy if he fucks with the
0: squirrels. Or furry. Okay, let's go on. No. My joke of the episode is... He's not a guidance counselor? I mean, I assume he's qualified to be a guidance counselor. Who isn't?
1: Also, the underrated joke of the episode that I didn't get upon first viewing was during the clip with Morty and Rick cutting open Bebo to survive the harsh nighttime temperatures of the planet they were on. Morty suggests that they go to a cave and Rick's just like, are you kidding, Morty? You've been watching too many movies. No, we need to go in Bebo. (laughs) Just a blatant reference from
0: Star Wars. That was a clever joke. That was funny once you explained the Star Wars reference to me. Oh yeah, the terrorist thing, the... If we can torture our enemies, but we can't jack them off, then we're no better than them. Okay, I'm changing my answer to that one. That was definitely the joke of the episode. That would have been a good opener. Jack off your enemies and... We can still do it. Well, it's in now, so let's lazily leave it like this. Okay.
2: Hey, listeners, jack off the terrorists and get in Bebo, because today we're talking about Rick and
0: Morty. There's the sound bite. Use it if you like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and another one of my favorites was when Rick erased Morty's memory of him winning in checkers.
2: <laughs> it was just very Rick. Why was Mr. Poopy Butthole proposing to Morty? <laughs> Or why was Morty's head on a fucking dog? It was on snowball.
1: Which is the mic we're using for this podcast. Not for me, I'm using the Yeti. Which is also a snowball. Or no oh fuck, fuck <laughs> right. God damn it. I thought the company was snowball, never mind. The company
2: is blue. Their tagline is dubba die. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Brandon, don't you have shit to do tomorrow?
0: Such a stupid joke.
2: I'm already delirious from exhaustion, so fuck you both. <laughs> I think
1: you mean fuck us
0: and mostly you.
2: <laughs>
0: fuck you and you and mostly me and you. Next question, let's compare this to Interdimensional Cable. Personally, I was not expecting them to do Interdimensional Cable again, especially because last season's Cable episode was called Tempting Fate. (laughs) They were very much aware that the second was not going to be as good as the first and possibly would not be good at all, but it was good. They pulled it off. But this time, I'm very glad they went with this one.
2: Honestly, I liked something like this more than Interdimensional Cable. I mean, Interdimensional Cable, the improv is incredible and it's impressive. But I kind of like something that actually plays into the story and is our characters in situations.
0: You know what this episode reminded me of? The Mind Parasite episode from Season 2 because it was a lot of cutaway clips it was sort of like watching Rick and Morty as a sketch show, as opposed to Interdimensional Cable, which is Justin Roiland with a bottle of bourbon in the booth. It's not bourbon, it's cognac. He drinks Hennessy. Oh, okay. I mean, Justin Roiland ranting is still funny, don't get me wrong. And I would love to see the occasional Interdimensional Cable joke, but an entire episode's worth is, at this point, gratuitous. So I'm glad they didn't do that.
1: Are you sure you don't want to join in, Rick? This is really great!
2: <laughs> no, it's it's gratuitous You know what? Fuck it. But yeah, it's a clip show. It's something that a lot of shows do where they have a sequence of sketches involving the characters. Community was famous for it because they did it really well. No coincidence since Dan Harmon was in charge of that.
0: A normal clip show is when they show clips of stuff that's happened before. Is that what Community did?
2: No, uh, Community did sketches. Okay. That's a specific type of clip show. I call that a throwback or a highlight reel. And I hate highlight reels. They're unnecessary.
0: Toby, what are your thoughts on this episode versus Interdimensional Cable?
1: It's comparing two very different things, not apples and oranges, because those are both fruit. And round, and brightly colored. And sweet, and we can go on and on. But you watch the episodes for completely different reasons. Although, I will say that the Interdimensional Cable episodes have an underratedly large amount of character development. The first one, Summer and Morty bond over Morty jumping a dimension because Rick cronenberg everyone. And in the second one, Jerry tries to sacrifice his penis. Both episodes I thought had great content other than Justin Roiland being Justin Roiland and ad-libbing a bunch of crazy bullshit.
0: I would say first season's Interdimensional Cable had great non-TV content, but the second season I think was just a normal episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah, so it was great. Comparing Rick and Morty to Rick and Morty, it was average, but it was still really funny to see Jerry try and shove his penis into a dying man. Yeah,
1: also they got Werner Herzog to play the elderly alien. Why are you talking about that like
2: it's a victory?
1: I think it's hilarious that they got (laughs) (laughs) Werner Herzog to do it.
2: I know, I just kind of wanted to keep up the joke of me and Werner Herzog feuding to the death.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you wish you were important enough to feud with him.
2: This is the advantage of talking shit about Werner Herzog and walking out of Aronofsky's movie. He doesn't know who I am, so I'm good.
0: Hey, Darren Aronofsky, Brandon Gale thinks you suck.
1: He's at AFI studying screenwriting. Look him up. Don't
2: worry, Mr. Aronofsky, he's lying. I've seen mother twice now. But you
1: walked out the second time, did
2: you not? I got inspired to help my mother. (laughs) Wow.
1: Anything else to compare and or contrast? I wasn't even able to finish comparing them. So the two episode styles are very different and they both have a special place in my heart. I really, really enjoyed this week's episode finding out more about Rick and Morty's adventure in this way, but the interdimensional cable episodes are legendary because I had never seen a cartoon do anything that freeform and obviously ad-libbed before. It's just funny to me, especially thinking about the second interdimensional cable with the plumbus just imagining Justin Roiland saying a bunch of random bullshit in the booth and just looking at the animators like, fuck you, good luck figuring
0: that shit out. I think he literally left a note on the two brothers' audio saying, figure it out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, see, I love the fact that Rick and Morty has almost a hidden sense of humor. Like, in the second episode of the series, at the end of the episode is Rick and Morty talking about what the world with only intelligent dogs would look like, and Rick says, I bet it could grow to be its own beautiful TV show capable of supporting an audience of all ages. But the whole point of the joke was that Justin Roiland had originally pitched a show to Adult Swim about a universe of intelligent dogs. Seriously? Yeah, Dog World. So, I love Rick and Morty for making all of these behind the scene jokes that you have to be a super nerd about the show to understand
0: and speaking of behind the scene jokes when rick looks at snuffles he's like what's your name ruffles ruffles is the main character in the pilot of dog world
2: wow this is just a revenge piece for him sometimes
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Oh,
2: you didn't believe in me. Well, guess what? I got success, so
0: fuck you. So I think we got sidetracked again from your point.
1: Yeah, interdimensional cable is still probably number one for me just because of how unique it is, but this episode was great. It had all the elements of Rick and Morty that you want to see. Hilarious jokes, batshit crazy situations, and Rick being a complete
0: prick trying to retain his superiority over Morty. To me, it was kind of like watching a bunch of short episodes of Rick and Morty as it got towards the end it turned into more clips, which is perfectly fine. But the first three are like mini stories, and then Rick's like, this isn't a Simpsons Halloween special. Oh, the fucking joke that we forgot about
1: was when Rick drops one of Morty's memories, and then he's like, ah oh, shit, I hope that wasn't a good one. What is this? Booger AIDS? AIDS Booger? God, I need to think of better titles. Here's Poop AIDS Adventure
0: underscore copy. That joke resonated with me because I do that all the time. I name my files AIDS and other stupid stuff. Unbeknownst to Brandon and
1: Joseph, I already named this audiophile Poop Aids.
2: Hey, everybody. Are there people out there that you want dead, but you just hate talking to people to get it done? Well, we now have a solution for you. It's called Murder, spelled M-R-D-R. With this handy new app, you can get anyone killed for incredibly competitive rates without having to go through the hassle of speaking to people.
0: You don't have to have a connection to some assassin or track down Mike Ehrman Trout or whatever.
2: Is your daughter competing against another girl in the talent show who's way more talented than her? Well, using murder, you can hire a nearby assassin with a high rating. Little Susie won't be competing so well when she's at her mom's funeral. Did that happen? That actually happened. In a suburb, I think it was in Dallas, to get a girl to fail to make the cheerleading squad so her daughter could get the place instead. A suburban mother hired an assassin to kill the other girl's mom so that the girl would be too traumatized to act Actually, be on the cheer squad oh my god
1: there are so many better ways of doing that she could have like destroyed their car she, you, could, she have, could have bribed the fucking coach that would have been cheaper than hiring an assassin
2: anything would have been better than that now that one may be depressing but it did get a five-star review and that's the kind of service we provide <laughs> ourselves with <it> here
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay now it has to go in
2: uh, wow <laughs> We have reached a new low, pancake
0: (laughs) bug. Please don't use the murder app on us, ladies and gentlemen.
2: (laughs) So if you have any death needs soon, but you suffer from social anxiety like the rest of us, try murder. You can find us at redrumredrum.com.
0: Download the app now and we'll even throw in a free murder for anyone under 12. (laughs) That is, if you are under 12, not if the victim is under 12. That costs extra.
2: We offer a back to school special. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Great. Um, Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> okay. Should we move on to, uh. What other memories has Rick erased from Morty? The time that Mr. Jellybean succeeded? God damn it. I was going somewhere similar. <laughs> 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 I was going to say he's cut out countless times that, not specifically Mr. Jellybean, but Morty just seems to attract pedophiles for some reason.
1: Think about what this episode implies. Everything we've seen of Rick and Morty so far is something that Rick deemed as not bad enough to erase from Morty's memory. Which includes the very first episode of the fucking show where Rick's just like, Hey, I need you to stick these two-pound, sharp-pointed seeds
2: in your ass. To be fair, that seems like a reasonable request. Good point.
0: Yeah, I'd do it for Rick. You'd do it for a Klondike bar. Klondike bars are delicious. (laughs) This podcast not sponsored by Klondike bars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a good one. One thing that you said, Toby, that made me think is, does this mean the show is all from Morty's perspective? I mean, obviously we see scenes where Morty's not around. So actually, I guess that's just a stupid question because the answer's no.
1: (laughs) Well, Rick has to do a bit of editing to make it... Fuck, that was another really good joke from this episode where Morty calls Rick on, wait, how do I have memories of places that I never was? And Rick's just like, well, I had to do some editing to make this episode play better. It was a clever way of explaining that. They definitely were discussing that in the writer's room and came to a point where, wait a second, how could Morty know what happened with these scientists here if he wasn't there? And then one of them's just like, we'll just call them on it in the show. That
0: is a valid technique. When you have something weird in the show where the audience will reject it, you just go, hey audience, I know you're going to reject this so
1: we reject it too. So what was your question? Is this from Morty's perspective? As I was asking it, I already disagreed with myself. So what would have been cut from Morty's memory? Yeah. Wait a second. There was at least one other time where Rick fucked up the world in some way because in the squirrel bit where Morty triggers the squirrels to go after him, Rick says, are you kidding me, Morty? I told you we only had a couple of these tops, implying that they had already done it twice.
0: So that was their third time doing it. I disagree with that. I think he just used the number arbitrarily because he doesn't really know how many more of them they have he just knows it's a small number then again the point of this podcast is essentially to read way too much into shit so sure why not your thingy is valid thanks for your condescending seal of approval you dick that was not intended to be condescending but now that you've said that it is okay who was it now oh was it now I think Rick has erased any father-son moment that Morty has had with Jerry. (laughs) fuck Jerry. That's brilliant. Do you think he's ever fucked with Beth's memories to maintain his illusion as good father? Well, not good father, but... I mean,
1: he's Rick. This whole episode throws into question everything because now we know that Rick is capable of editing anyone's memory at will, which means that Beth could have seen Morty die 50 times in front of her face and Rick just deletes it and this is like the 50th Morty.
2: No, he's not the 50th. He's the one true. Ha ha! I made the funny. I mean, did you?
0: (laughs) 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 So... Toby, you said he can erase anyone's memory, and that got me thinking, do you think Rick has erased his own memory on purpose in the past? It happened in this episode by mistake, but Rick appears to be someone with a tortured past that we're never going to learn fully, so I wonder if he doesn't know his entire past. I wonder if he has erased memories from himself that are too painful for him to remember. Like losing at Checkers? I was gonna say Unity, but losing at Checkers is equally painful.
2: Okay, in the background of the post credit scene where Jerry walks in... Besides the memory that was already loaded into the memory viewer. By the way, it was hilarious that they used Betamax tapes for Jerry's memories. (laughs) (laughs) But in there, one of the other memories says Sleepy Gary. Huh. That's a very good observation,
0: I did not notice that. Yeah, Jerry must have been distraught over Sleepy Gary. And I guess that
1: answers our previous question of, is everything in the series up to this point a strict part of everyone's memory? And I guess the answer is no. So, some of this shit maybe not even all the characters remember.
0: For some reason, I get the sense that Rick has never erased one of his own memories. I have no evidence for that statement.
1: I'd say that I somewhat agree, not because it's against his principles, just because he didn't seem too bothered after he cronenberg the whole world. That's an interesting thing.
0: Morty has never asked Rick, as far as we know, to remove the memory of him changing realities that one time.
1: Well, yeah, because it represented a positive change for his character. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's a very traumatic experience. It's just interesting to me that there are things that Morty has requested Rick remove, such as him accidentally killing a smudge. He didn't accidentally kill a smudge. He accidentally killed a decorated veteran. No, no, I was talking about at the end when he wiped the smudge off his telescope. The smudge is dead now. It had a family.
1: (laughs) It had a whole bunch of other smudges on other telescopes. How did they fucking think of that story?
2: Like, what if Morty accidentally made someone commit suicide because he thought the smudge... Was him. I guarantee you that someone pitched it and they said, We can't do it as a full episode,
0: but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there have been movies and episodes whose plots revolve around that, where it's a character sees something shocking and it's like, Oh, it was actually something normal. So I think this is just a joke on that, where it's clearly a human being and then somehow it's a smudge at the end of the story. And now let's remember his best quality the
1: fact that at certain angles he looked like a smudge. <laughs> That guy must have been pretty shitty then. Hey, you don't say that about one of our brave marines, Joseph.
0: Maybe that's how he survived. The enemy looked and they're like, oh, that's not a soldier. That's just a smudge. And then they didn't shoot him and he got to get the upper hand on them. That's just a smudge on my eyeball. (laughs) Principal Vagina jumped right into the pedophilia thing. He just assumed from the moon is code for pedophile. Anybody else have memories that Rick has erased? Well, no, because Rick erased them.
2: Good one. Thanks. Why is it that whenever you have a punchline to your own joke, you always say it in the most self-condescending way possible? I
0: feel your hatred for yourself when you do this. (laughs) Honestly, no. It's more of I'm pretending to be one of you. What you're feeling is my hatred for you. I love you guys.
1: (laughs) You have an unhealthy view of love. Let's continue. What if it turns out Rick erased everyone's memory of the second Vindicators? Ah, that would be funny. Even worse, what if Rick's capable of editing memories? Like, they just edited him and Morty out of the Vindicators because Rick was really the one who was responsible for destroying that whole planet in pursuit of doom Nomatron.
0: I don't think this is the case, but it is possible that when he was blackout drunk, he purposely edited out his memory of Noob Noob because he thought he was never going to get to see him again. Because at the end of the episode, he's like, who the fuck is Noob Noob?
1: I think it's far more likely that he was just blackout drunk.
0: Yeah, but blackout drunk doesn't make you forget shit from before you were drunk. No matter how hard you try. And boy, have I tried. I'm already getting all those memories removed. It sounds like his life sucks. But if your life sucks, then we have a product that might interest you. Misery Magazine. If you feel shitty about your life, we will provide you with stories of people who are way worse off than you. The front cover of each issue has a picture of a crying person or animal.
2: Does your job suck? Well, you know what might make you feel better about it? Pictures of the guy who literally has to wade through piles of shit in order to clean out the elephant's asshole.
0: We have testimonials from people who work in sweatshops
2: overseas. You'd think that as part of their work they would get a discount on the products. You would be
0: wrong. Do you have extensive damage to your home? Each issue features hundreds of pictures of homeless people. It will help you appreciate your life more. Are you confined to a wheelchair? Well, sucks to be you, but send us a picture, because we may (laughs) want to use you for the next cover of our magazine. So, order today, brought to you by Dr. Misery Love and the Misery Love Company. If you could, what memories would you remove from yourself? And then in parentheses I wrote, nothing depressing. I mean, I would say my colonoscopy, but that
1: fucking was erased, so... So, uh... I'm glad you prepped with
0: answers for this podcast. You're welcome to share your answer. All right, I will. I would edit out that one time I had five shots of gin for breakfast, followed by three bottles of wine. And to be fair, everything after that is edited out, but it's not a thing I'm proud of. So I think I would edit that out.
1: As the person who was there, he was blackout drunk by 3.30 p.m. and vomiting off my front porch in broad daylight. And it was only wine also. There was no food food in your stomach there
2: was a little food but in my defense you have no defense
0: no no, it was purim and on purim you are supposed to get so drunk that you can't tell right from wrong not a law you're correct it's just the thing everyone remembers about purim because it's what they want to do anyway so convert to judaism (laughs) that's my pitch great pitch toby what memory would you have Erased. Um, we've established he's already erased the memory of what he would have erased. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon, you go first. Come back to me.
2: Okay, Joseph, you said nothing's sad, but this is kind of sad. Middle school talent show audition, I walked up on stage and was so terrified and nervous that I tried playing guitar on stage and completely froze. Yeesh. Could not move my arm. (laughs) How many people were there? That's the worst part. There were only three people there, but I was still shitting my brains out. What, there were three people there? And I was so fucking scared. Three? Yeah. So one kid and two teachers or something? No, three teachers.
0: What? So nobody cared enough to show up to a talent show? No, it was an audition. I didn't get into the talent show. That is pretty funny. That's so much sadder. No, no, it's sad, but it's little kid sad. It's not, I tried to kill myself one time. So the memory I'd erase is when I tried to kill myself that one (laughs) time.
1: Yeah, I really don't have any good ones. Maybe like all of middle school, (laughs) the
0: entirety of that and every person I met. I might erase that time during college orientation when we were going around and saying fun facts about ourselves and I said in a deadpan voice, I kill people for fun (laughs) and got no laughter whatsoever.
1: I just love that memory so much. I wasn't there, but just the idea of like 15 scared freshmen and three really stressed out orientation leader college students just trying to like get through the week and they fucking hear that shit. Oh my God. That's like everyone's worst nightmare. Like, hey, mommy, I'm kind of nervous about college, but
0: don't worry. It'll be great. Why did the college student turn into a six-year-old girl? Why is she a girl, Joseph? Topi has a girlish voice. No, it was meant to
1: be a girl. Ha! Yeah, enjoy the thrill of victory. I just love the idea of all these people who are like terrified trying to make the right impression and like all the bullshit of like high school kids is going through their head and then just you show up and ruin their
0: fucking day. (laughs) Tell me something. If I actually like to kill people for fun, why would I say that? Why would anybody who likes to murder say that? That's like me
1: admitting that I look at child porn and then looking at you funny when I'm just like, what? If I really did it,
0: I wouldn't say that. No, but it's obviously a joke. Is it though? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i deserve that that
2: response to the, a fun fact about yourself reminds me of the johnny cash line of i shot
0: a man in reno just to watch him die <laughs> he just wanted to ruin everyone's day and fuck shit up. No, it was better than anything anybody else like oh i build replicas of things oh i have a train set i don't know why i'm going to everyone's in kindergarten but killing people for fun that's fucking interesting be afraid of that person but it's interesting you can have a conversation until they kill you for fun.
2: This is your justification.
0: It sounds like you
1: don't want the memory erased that bad. You're so secretly proud of yourself for that shit. I'm not proud of
0: it. I was just uncomfortable as all the other freshmen you described. Probably, actually, I was gonna say probably more so, but we went to Brandeis and everyone there is an awkward fuck. So shout out to all you awkward out.
1: fucks at Brandeis. If any of you are listening to this podcast, just know
0: you're an awkward fuck. We love you anyway.
2: Toby, did you ever say what memory you would erase?
0: I guess all of middle school. That's fair. Then you would have no middle school education. I was thinking about how
1: that would work, because if I had no middle school education, but I still had the memory of my education from high school, would my
0: algebra fundamentals be fucked? That is interesting.
2: Yeah, I probably would also erase all of middle school. That was a nightmare.
0: It's weird. I had an opposite experience. I enjoyed middle school and high school, but hated college.
2: And look how you turned out. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: mean, yeah. No worse than any of us. So, Toby, you want to erase your memories of middle school. Brandon, you want to erase... What was it? Shitting your pants while playing the guitar? I would like to erase my memories of when I killed people for fun. But if any of our listeners have memories they'd like to erase, now you can. At Brain Hurty LLC. <laughs> We will erase your memories for you and store them in a safe place. All you need to do is write down a detailed description of the memory, give them to us, and then we will take you outside and hit you over the head real hard with a mallet. Presented by Acme. ha! <laughs> Side effects may include loss of motor function, loss of general ability to do anything at all, or death.
2: But so far on the death front, we're two for 100. Which way? (laughs) So far on the death front? No, only two people have died. Wait, have 98
0: people died from this service? (laughs) <laughs> How is this legal? How is this service legal? How is it legal to kidnap children in order to scare them into behaving? It's completely legal, that's true. Look it up. We don't offer that service, but if you would like us to kidnap your child, I can do it. They'll return unharmed, I promise. I don't kill people for fun anymore. Technically, we're not
2: organized through the laws of the United States. We find it's much looser if we're organized through Pyongyang.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, contact Brainhurdy LLC today, and we'll throw in cookies and a 90-minute cut of Avatar. One thing I want to bring up is I like the whole summer is the person Rick has put in charge of the memory thing. I guess Rick doesn't erase Summer's memories, and he trusts her with that power.
2: Or he doesn't give a shit about her mental health. But I think he does
0: care for his grandkids.
1: I'm sure he cares about her mental health insofar as it not
0: becoming a burden on his work. Same with Morty's, but he does also erase memories on Morty's request. He'll do shit for Morty, and possibly for Summer, we haven't seen him do it yet, but if he trusts her enough to have the keys to his memory, in a sense, then insert conclusion here. I think it's just Summer wins by default.
1: He's not going to cue in on it because then she'll freak out about the adventures they're having. He's never going to trust Jerry because Jerry's a fuck and Summer's the one that isn't on their adventures. So if shit goes wrong, it's got to be her. I feel like I can't read too much into it further than she's just the default
0: choice. It's possible. I also love how at the end when she wakes them up, they're just mad at her for no reason whatsoever. Like, you bitch, we fell asleep during Interdimensional Cable, how dare you?
1: Yeah, I found that really funny because it was almost like they were saying, we had 22 minutes to watch Interdimensional Cable and now the episode's over, you bitch. (laughs) That's what it sounded like they were saying. They're just like, we know we're in a TV show and now we're not gonna get to watch anything. Because like, why else would they be mad? They
0: could just watch more of it. At the end when Summer said, no wonder you guys are always fighting and behind schedule, was that a reference to... To the fact that this season came out later than anyone expected
2: i think so i think it was also just like a general dig at the
1: writers also fucking we we never discussed jerry's mind blower that was fucking funny
0: it was et
1: with jerry it was as... E.T. and then the end was jerry fucking leaving et in his car to be cooked alive
0: why would he think that they're all out doing something so his job is to do nothing because he's jerry why would he ever this is assume... how jerry
1: operates god that's so funny This episode has really introduced a new dimension to Rick and Morty, so to speak. Ha ha! Because when we found out that they could go dimension jumping, and there were an infinite number of themselves, that added a layer to the series just because then we were never sure, is this the same Rick and Morty that we've been following the whole series? Is this a different universe? And it kind of threw the audience off balance, but this almost throws it off balance more because now every time something happens to a character, we're just like, well, are they even going to remember this? Like, is Rick going to cut this out of their memory? We have no idea.
0: I don't think of it that way, only because I don't think whatever memories Rick erases will mean anything. There might be a reveal, maybe I patch Morty erased some of their memories, or things like that, but for now, I think whether or not they remember it, I remember it, and I enjoyed the ride.
2: I'm trying not to think about it in that expansive of a way, just because if I do, then I just get lost into a cycle of thought, and it doesn't really make me enjoy the show more.
0: Would you erase your memory of that time you had an existential crisis after watching the episode with Roy? yes (laughs)
2: actually here's something that i would erase listening to hurry up we're dreaming in toby's room during senior year because i started having a panic attack because i just kept seeing the universe being created and then dying and why did that happen hair brandon because i was incredibly
0: high you do drugs Let's discuss next week's promo, or rather this week's promo for next week's episode. I'm really excited for a Rick and Beth episode. It looked like he made a Chalk Zone world. Do you guys remember that show? I fucking loved Chalk Zone. I didn't have Nickelodeon when I was younger. You grew up in a hut in Ethiopia, right? I Captain. Chalk Zone, I loved that show. That and Danny Phantom. Oh, Danny Phantom was great. Yeah. I really wanted to know how that ended. I don't know if it continued after I stopped watching. I don't think it did. I don't know when
2: it ended, but I know it was one of those shows like Samurai Jack where it just didn't end properly. Yeah. I'm so happy happy that they finished up Samurai Jack because their ending was great, but there's a lot of shows that just disappeared.
0: Anyway, oh yeah, Chalk Zone. We see Rick made essentially a giant playpen for Beth instead of putting elbow grease into his daughter. Ew gross so what do you guys think we're gonna see are we going to see a development of rick and beth's relationship is beth going to finally come to terms with the fact that rick is not an amazing father well i don't think she thinks he's an amazing father i think she thinks he's worthy of love Yes. Which
1: he's totally not. Right. I don't know. It's always hard to anticipate where these episodes will go, but I'm excited to delve more into her relationship with Rick because it is a very interesting dynamic and definitely has been underexplored by the writers. Barely explored. It's more been a plot device for the episodes than an actual subject of discussion because it's just, Beth, why are you allowing Rick to do this? Because he was never the father I wanted and I want to have him as that father. Yeah,
0: you're absolutely right.
1: Which is fine. It's just, I'm happy that they're exploring it. You know, they only get 22 minutes times 10 episodes a season. That would be 220 minutes. Yes, it would. I was trying to think about it in hours, but fuck me and my math, right? Not just your math.
0: (laughs) Regardless, I have been wanting a Rick Beth adventure since the beginning of season two, so I'm very excited for this, and I hope the writers don't blue ball me. (laughs) Half now, half when you've finished. Thank you for listening. This has been The Daily Squanch, our non-daily Rick and Morty podcast, presented to you by Pancake Pug. If you have questions or theories you'd like to share, if you have suggestions on how we can improve the podcast, or if you'd like me to send you pictures of Toby's colonoscopy, (laughs) you can find us on YouTube or Twitter at Pancake Pug, or on our website, PancakePugProductions.com. For the record, he did that to my girlfriend, and she was not happy, for obvious reasons. Oh, one more thing. We don't have a Patreon, but if you'd like to support us, you can call up our mothers and fathers and tell them that we're doing meaningful things with our lives.